Passionately Ugly History is geared towards those with mature vocabularies. Although we are teaching you something, we are not conducting ourselves in a professional manner. That means we curse. A fucking lot. So, if you don't like cursing, female rage, millennial flipouts, or sarcastic political and social commentary, kindly fuck off. Thanks. Welcome to the Passionately Ugly History Podcast, where I, Heather, rant about all parts of history that are, pri- are frankly fucked up um, t- to my captive audience. Today, my captive audience member is Danielle. It me. It you. Um, Danielle, uh, tell them about yourself, I guess, because this is your first episode. I'm your bio clone. A little louder for the people I'm the your back. bio clone. It's my twin sister. Um, anywho... Uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about today is the Panama Canal. Da, um, da, 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 da. Um, do you know anything about the Panama Canal, Danielle? It's in Panama. Did I nail that one? I nailed brilliant. that one. Brilliant. Brilliant. You're brilliant. I'm so brilliant. So smart. Anyways, um, the sources for um, this episode I used, uh, there's the Panama Canal Museum website, which is US, USA focused. Um, then there's the Encyclopedia Britannica uh, U.S. State Department website. There's a really good article that I found on theconversation.com called Panama's Forgotten Casualties. And, of course, Wiki. Who doesn't love Wiki? Because we're professional. I've, absolutely. I never claimed that, though. All uh, right. As soon as I get my slideshow to work here. Oh. All right. Anywho. So the Panama Canal, also known as the Canal de Panama. I know Spanish, everybody. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I know no Spanish. That's a lot. Uh, so the Canal de Panama is a lock-style canal with raising platforms to raise and lower the ships through the water. I greatly oversimplified that. So wait, I can over, I can, I can detail it a little bit more. Still simplified. It just basically means there's a chamber that they fill up with water in order to make the boat float higher to get to a higher elevation. Perfect. Perfect. And it's called lock because they're closed with locks. Yeah. You can't see it, but there's quotes. All right. So it's around 40 miles long, which is about a 30 minute car ride when Danielle is driving. Um, Got to work on that lead foot. Yeah, I, I exercise my lead foot daily. Every day. Every day. All right. Especially so, on turns. Which is so dangerous. I like to live dangerously. All right, then. Um, so it officially opened in 1914. And it was controlled by the U.S. until around 1979 when it was passed to a Panama Canal, the Panama Canal, can, bleh, Panama Canal Commission, which was a joint venture between the U.S. and Panama. Uh, full control was passed at noon December 31st, 1999. Um, I vaguely remember that. We were really, really young. Do we you were like al- We were like 11, I think. Yeah. No, we were 12 when, when 2000 hit. Yeah. So we were 12. Yeah. Um, not much mattered to me at 12 except for Harry Potter. So Did I, re- I specifically remember hear- reading, uh, I think it was, was I it definitely think it was the Philosopher's Stone on New Year's. Maybe. That was the first one, though. I read Harry Potter about around then. I, I 100% remember doing it at Dad's house. Because right, I remember okay. he was painting. I think you read it before I did because I didn't read it until we moved up here. Yeah. And we you didn't finish it until we very recently. Here. Oh, actually, we moved up here. Well, no, I didn't finish. I finished Philosopher's Stone the first day. Yeah, but you didn't finish the actual series. Uh, we're not getting into that. We're not that. getting into that. This is not a Harry Potter podcast. Maybe mm. later. Could I we just do need to Passionately Ugly Potter? Would that work? Passionately Ugly Potter? Carrie would have a lot to say. 
Of course she would. She's a Slytherin. All words, no knowledge. She's gonna I'm going to offend a lot of people. I like Slytherins. They're pretty cool. Oh, but go big... Ravenclaw. Yes. Call. Obviously, we're both Ravenclaw. <laughs> All right. Anywho. So, okay. So that gets us to today. It's obviously run by Panama Today. But I don't really like today being a historian. And also, today is a little fucked up. Um, so we're going to go to the 16th century. Wasn't that the point century. of this thing? What? Being fucked up? Yeah, but... I, it's the fucked up you live through isn't as good as the fucked up of the past. Exactly. Because the fucked up of the past, it, really what we're living through is just a repeat of the past with different players. Isn't there that a, like a quote? Like, uh, I did people write, who know history... Uh, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. Something along that lines, like but that. like you're doomed to yeah, something it's cyclical. Anyways, this is I, this is the second time. This is the second episode, and this is the second time we've mentioned the cyclical thing in history, because <laughs> Carrie did the same thing. You and but Carrie. To, no, I'm not gonna go into that one. That one's a little too controversial to get into. Yes, let's. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be time. Anyways, as early as the 16th century, the Spanish, who uh, by the way had uh, conquered that area, uh, they said colonized. It's conquering again. Imperialism is the goddamn devil. Even if you don't believe the devil, you know what it means. Um, he so bad. He bad. It's recognized. They did when the Spanish um, came to Panama. I um, don't think you should have used that like kind of cadence <laughs> when you said came. It sounded a little wrong. It was a little wrong. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when they when they arrived, that's good. The, when they arrived, they uh, landed. There we go. Landed. <laughs> landed. Came um, ashore. That was my, like, kind of pirate. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Cut that out later. Um, no, I'm not cutting out a damn thing. This oh, is a long record, remember? I don't like editing. Um, so they recognize the advantages of having a canal in the area, either in Nicaragua or Panama. Um, now let's dive into 16th century, actually, in Panama. In 1501, Rodrigo de I hope i said that right guys i did not study spanish um but she's making an attempt and that that counts for something yes i really i don't know any i actually read something recently that people who have like difficult names to say like uh like middle eastern names hebrew names that kind of thing they actually find it more offensive when you're just like i'm not even gonna try because i'll butcher it because it's like why isn't my why is my name not worth trying to say 100 percent. the people that i deal with kind of get that being someone who's had like pretty easy name except they call me daniel a lot which is like my biggest complaint about my name. I have no complaints about which my is name. like yeah. I mean, your flower. No, I, actually, like I deal with a lot of Chinese people, and the th is hard. I get that, but like <laughs> but even giving the effort just like yeah, they try means it. something. Yeah. So you're trying. Yeah. You might be completely destroying it phonetically, and but it, it's still I'm sure better to. Accents I'm missing. I mean, it's still better to try than to 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 negate their names. And yes, true. Facts. I personally like to say things ridiculous, like yes. cologne. I think actually that's talked, cologne for all I think those I people to out there. About that oh yeah, we yeah. The episode last If I think it's like phonetically it. annoying, even though I know that like cologne's French, something like that, it is I'll French. still call it cologne it's and champagne. Apparently, I have a disdain for French. Who knows? Well, we're moving on. The French. Back to Panama. Back to Panama. Anyways, in 1501, Rodrigo de Bastidas discovered "quote unquote" Panama, meaning that he landed a boat there, planted a flag, and said, "This belongs to my king, so it's kind of mine now." What what? Uh, what what in 1502 Columbus that fucker um, sailed by which apparently is notable as it mentioned it in most of the sources that I read from which is uh, 
I have, I think, I, I think that the narrative that's coming about with uh, in regards to Columbus nowadays, um, that he was a psychotic murderer, and if it keeps perpetuating, he won't be. He'll be less than a footnote. But right one now, of those things that, like, back in the nineteen late nineteen hundreds, American history books noted Columbus is discovering the Americas, perpetuating the lie because he actually got lost and thought he was in India. Literally. Um, but we have I'm, a holiday for him. What the hell? Moving on. Bullshit. What? Panama. Yes. Anyways, Panama was founded by Pascal de Andogoya. God, I really hope I, I got that one right. I think it's Pascal de Andogoya. I like the. I, d- I like took a little Spanish. I like Spanish accent. That was Spanish. Spanish. Anyways, in 1519, Pascal was a conquistador. If you otherwise. A conqueror. The douchebag. Well, conquistador means conqueror. I know, that was the point. That that's I why did. I did. I said, otherwise, conqueror. I, I, that I did know. Yeah, that's Spanish you know. That's Spanish I know because it's in the history books. All right. So, that leads to the next point, which are about pirates. Yarg. Uh, I love pirates way too much. But uh, they raided the coast of Panama from the 16th to the 18th century. Arguably, it's not arguable. Supported by our friends... The British, who are fucking scary. What? They're scary. The British funded Discord and across the ocean? Oh, no. We're going to get into more revelations about other nations funding Discord. Not the... It was the king back then. God bless the queen. Yes. She's great. Actually, no. This was the queen in the 16th century. Oh, you're... I never claimed to be a historian. Yes, I know. Um, (laughs) You're doing better. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, if you listen to episode one, you know that... And you you just should not fuck with the British, um, or just you, exist anywhere the British can get to. It, which they have boats, so there's really you could go to the moon. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That I think they can get there too. I mean, does I don't think the UK has a space program. Let I'm us not, know. I am not claiming to know that. Let us but know. But all I know, people. I hear is like <laughs> I know, I know Russia has one. NASA, and we'll have a space force soon. Fuck that shit. Uh, anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so here's another reason they employed pirates. They called them privateers, by the way. There's also privateers. Li- there's also legitimately privateers. Kind of sounds like pi- pirates. Yeah, like well, you say anything with a pirate. Yeah, with that, with my little r's, the higher r's. Um, anyways, if if I can find a way to do a mini episode on all of this, like how they funded private privateers and stuff, I would. Um, but it's not really passionately ugly history topics because it's not really that fucked up it's fucked up but it's just kind of like it's just like mercenaries in history exactly. like they're, they're basically just boat wielding mercenary wielding boat riding mercenaries yeah pretty much for the most part so like, it's like it, you, it's you kinda, can pay anyone to do something exactly so eh, i haven't decided if i want to try that or not but anyways uh there is something notable that happens in panama in 1671 the privateer which is like i said government funded piracy um, Henry Morgan looted Panama City. For us who like to drink, here, here. Henry Morgan is Captain the Captain Morgan you're thinking of. Cue foot on barrel pose. Yes. If you're listening, you have to do it. Do it now. We're waiting. Well it, done. It, it, this is perfect. Um. Anyways, Panama City was then rebuilt in 1673. So it only took him year, two years. That's not bad. Um. Eventually, in the 1800s, Panama becomes a providence of New Granada, which is modern-day Colombia. Now, the U.S. enters the scene. Please hold back your USA chants. We're the baddies in this one. 
And in most of current Colombian history. Yes. Just saying. And most history from now on? In the South Americas. So Central to South America, America South. Are we just going to totally ignore the Middle East right now? Well, we're talking about South America right now. True fact. Colombia okay. South America. Well, technically Central I mean, I'm, I'm not a historian, Heather, but I know Colombia is in South America. But Panama Central. Yeah, but the word... Let's get back to this. <laughs> you uh, said I'm not a fucking historian. Uh, you obviously didn't look at a map either. No, I'm just kidding. You did. Oh, I don't. I don't do. <laughs> I don't do maps. I don't maps. do that. I don't do spatial awareness. <laughs> maps, directions, instructions. I go with my gut. It may lead me to be lost. As I say, don't you have stomach issues? Like digestion? Not if I ignore milk. Yay, lactose intolerance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here we just thought we had a, um, just didn't like the food. Anyways, in 1835, President Jackson, as most presidents, a problematic but kind of badass. Most U.S. presidents are I mean, let's be honest, though. Back then, like, you could actually challenge someone to a duel. Like, everybody's going to be badass in that age, right? I challenged somebody to a duel for cutting me off. Like, I mean... I mean, that's how... That's why you can't anymore. Because Andrew Jackson would also have challenged somebody for cutting him off in traffic. Like, could you imagine being stopped and stopped in traffic? traffic? Yes. Who am I? What am I? What is going on? You're not a historian. I'm not a historian. Right? Danielle, not a historian. Danielle, not a historian. Can we cut out that last part? I'll bleep it out if I can figure it out. (laughs) Okay, good. If not, like, please don't find me. (laughs) I'm not that interesting anyway. But you have to keep in the not a historian part. Not a historian. Um, anyways. So, like I said, he's kind of problematic, but really a badass. If you want to look him up, go for it. Um, I mean, we, if, we'll probably if you're in America, you know about him a little bit. Yeah, but it, we're probably also... We're, we also have a whole entire series planned where we talk about, like, the Native Americans and everything like that. He is unfor- an unfortunate player in all of that. But that's not for a while. Um, anyways. He ordered a study of the feasibility of a canal in that area. This sparked a continuing interest by the U.S. government specifically um, for, uh, for building a canal. Ten years later, Henry, I'm sorry, William Henry Aspinwall. They are so extra with their three names. So, just to, so, hmm. I, there's something I learned from uh, my favorite murder podcast, which, like, I don't know why I never put it together before. But commonly, three names are used in terms of, like, distinguishing people. So, like, a lot of the times, like, you have three There's named like five killers. Williams. You have three named serial killers. John Wayne Gacy. That kind of stuff. So that not every John Gacy is the clown killer. John Wayne Gacy is that the clown killer. Okay. Also, side note, he was named after John Wayne. Moving on. There's your little uh, spice of true crime. Because we're You're both welcome. addicted to it. And John... Uh, so, anyways... William Henry Aspinwall. <laughs> and John Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> Time machines, man. Um, Will, William Henry oh, can Aspinwall. Can you imagine how much he would fuck up that life? No one would catch him, though. Anyway, no one did catch him for a while. Moving on. This is not a true crime podcast. <clears throat> this is a history podcast, yes. and I'm not a historian. Yes, exactly. Anyways, William Henry Aspinwall, John L. Stevens, and Henry Chauncey. 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 I like Chauncey, but Chauncey. 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 Uh, Create. <laughs> Yeah, you got that a little late there, huh? <laughs> I did. Um, create the Panama Railroad Company and obtain the rights to build from New Granada. 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 New Granada. Uh, the, so meaning that they got them from New Granada, the government there. Um, that was problematic wording. Uh, 
The U.S. government, hot on the heels of these men, signed an agreement with New Granada in 1846 to guarantee Colombian sovereignty if the U.S. was authorized to build a canal or railroad in the area, basically turning the company that William, John, and Henry created into a U.S. contractor. So, uh, important to note, I like how the word sovereignty is used. Like, we've ever actually respected the term sovereignty in our history, especially it's in Colombia. This is just paper. Oh. Paper burns. If you it's know anything about Chinese trees. history, paper burns. Paper's dead trees. That was the most pointless thing I said. Yes. But give me time. I have more time. <laughs> yes, we have a lot to go through. We haven't even gotten to the details here. We're on page one. Look, for you, it's like slide three for me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, construction on the railroad, specifically, began in the mainland uh, around Monkey Hill, which is Mount Hope now. The railroad would be completed January 28, 1855, and runs from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. It was used by 49ers. Yeah. On the There's gold in them there hills. Yeah. Um, on the way, on their way to California, as it would shorten the journey from east from the east coast to the west coast of the U.S., a train ticket was about twenty five in gold. Which, uh, if I got the calculation right, I'm not a mathematician, just like Danielle's not a historian. Um, it would be around seven hundred and thirty seven dollars and eighty one cents with modern inflation, which ironically is almost twice as much as a plane ticket. Yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't, isn't it? it? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if that twenty five dollars included the boat ride to Panama. Or not. I'm not sure. Okay. I, didn't, I was just I saying, I, I'd noticed with that number, I was like, that's that's about how much that, planes. That's about how much I spent going to China. For air tickets? Round trip was $700. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Anyways. The rail, remember we had to take three flights, though, in China. So it was $700 altogether, and there was about five flights for each involved. Of you? For each of us. Oh, okay. So it's not bad. Anyways, it's <laughs> a little bit of a personal aside. The railroad was used uh, for troop transport during the American Civil War um, as the U.S. Transcontinental Railroad wasn't finished until 1869. Um, eventually, uh, the contract is renegotiated with Panama in 1875, and the railroad was to pay $1 million in gold, obviously because paper don't mean nothing anymore. Uh, well, back then or today. I mean, we still live by the gold standard, don't we? I don't think so. No? I don't know how the mint works at all. We're not economists. We shouldn't know. I also stopped studying American history a long time ago. We might want to know about the economy. Why? We're millennials. We have to work six jobs to even make by. I'm not endorsing or denying this statement. I'm just... Just because you only work one. (laughs) Anyways. um, So... They paid one million in gold standard plus two hundred and fifty thousand a year during the life of the new contract, which had addi- an additional ninety nine years on top of that. Because we didn't want to go to the full one hundred. Well, I think that's a common thing because in episode one, which you'll listen to when I release it soon. Sure thing. Um, you better. I'm going. To <laughs> so you're part of this this goddamn fucking like, podcast. I don't like to commit. It's okay. And I, is that the first time I've cursed so far? Oh, no, I called Columbus a fucker. Um, and, you, I mean, you cursed in the intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fucking wrote the damn thing. <laughs> Don't do Read drugs, a lot kids. of things. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Excuse kidding. Excuse you. Stone sober. <laughs> um, anyways. It's a common thing 
for the 99 years because there's also a 99 years in the first episode we talk about the 99 year lease on Hong Kong which eventually turned into a, um until the 1990s so but I guess it's like don't want to don't want to commit to a full century I guess not just in case things go to hell which they do <laughs> um anyways In 1881, the French Canal Company buys controlling shares in the Panama Railroad Company because that's what happens when you have a public company is Mm -hmm. people, if you get enough money, it doesn't matter who you are, you can buy it. Um, So they, and they use the railroad while excavating for the canal. So now the canal, the railroad that was owned by William, John, and Henry, did I get that right? Gotta find it. Fuck yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you should probably be calling them by their last names, but let's not get into that. They're dead. It don't matter. Yeah, but like... They're also not huge figures right now. Okay. They're gone. Okay. They, they've made their money. They out. They outie. Um, so now they own that company. And they'll use that while they're excavating for the canal that now they've decided is going to go through Panama. This begins what is known as the French era. From 1881, the French were responsible for bringing over 30,000 people from the West Indies. Um, the West Indi- the people that they bring from the West Indies we're actually going to talk about in the mini episode which we're recording right after this surprise oh wait I think I told you about that I have the outline Heather come oh, on fuck, I forgot <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was happening I mailed that really late <laughs> for mailed a reason that. you you received my parcel right no no oh no <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's going to be confused um anyways parcels Jesus <laughs> It's a history podcast. We send parcels, telegraphs, memos, lots of memos. Anyways. How about singing telegrams? Yes, but it's sung by our IT department. Which he's got a good voice. Okay, so yeah, yeah, let's go with that one. <laughs> We're gonna have him sing. Okay, control alt delete. Yes. Anyways, control alt delete is the savior of this podcast today. <laughs> yes, he is. We will discuss later. Uh so Philippe. Oh, French. Oh, wait, I might. Where's, where's but now Varilla. Varilla? Philippe Bono. Yeah, no. Bono Varilla? Varilla? Guys, I studied Chinese because Roman la- Roma- romantic languages are too hard for me. And then I. Ferdinand did. Oh, wait, we gotta get We haven't gotten to him yet. Sorry. sorry, I, can, sorry. I think I can do him. I got overzealous. I can. I. Uh, I think I can say his name. I'm not sure. Is the main engineer... Okay, so anyways, Philippe. We're going to call him Philippe because I can say Philippe. Philippe is the main engineer that works under Ferdinand de Lespus. I think in French it's usually de, but de? so. Oh, de Lesseps. 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 Whatever. French, if we have French listeners, feel free or to record yourself saying French. his name we should have like at least gone to wiki and like hit the button that says their name i did it didn't help it didn't uh, i'm telling you romantic languages just in one ear out the other it's amazing i can speak english i'm really good at english actually i teach it to some people anyways uh a diplomat he so under ferdinand we're gonna call them philippe and ferdinand from this point on only because i can say those names and i don't feel like insulting people by getting it wrong also just confusing. Yes, very confusing. So, Ferdinand is a diplomat who was the principal director during the construction of the Suez Canal. Um, between 1887 and 1888, approximately 17,885 workers removed 15 million cubic yards of earth per year. Seems so. like a really, like, I was trying to look up, like, what is that equivalent to? Like, can we get an equivalency? And it sucked because I just used the... Um, 
like the Google Translate thing, and cubic yards is a unit of volume. So it's like, am I just going to do gallons? That's not going to help anybody. So I just gave up, and I'm like, how many milk jugs of Earth, Danielle? <laughs> enough to make Danielle die. Um, well, that's just one. Yeah, that's just one. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, it's a fuck ton. Yes, it's a lot. We're gonna call it a fuck ton. And they weren't earthbenders, which made it even harder. That's really difficult. Could you imagine if they had earthbenders? Tough. Help us out. <laughs> Anyways, be a pal. Tough wouldn't help because the friend because this was this was enslavement at this point. Um anyways, um they say that the biggest error that um Ferdinand made when he thought this uh, when he thought about building the canal I in my notes I wrote this really badly. Um so the biggest error that Ferdinand made while trying to construct a canal here is he was trying to make a sea level canal and use it in Panama, but he did not account for the different tides between the Pacific and the Atlantic. So to explain in a way that really, honestly, makes sense today because we have a basic knowledge of what... It's not magic. Um, are you sure? Tides are caused by the proximity to the moon. Yeah. So if you think about it, the Atlantic Ocean is never going to be the same proximity to the Pacific Ocean. Mm. So you're just going to have a hard time with areas drying out while other areas are full of water. Exactly. And the Suez Canal is not nearly as long as the, I believe, as the Panama Canal was. So it is just going to be too different. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he didn't factor for that. And then in 1889, Ferdinand abandoned the project because obviously... Oh, fuck this shit. You abandon a sinking ship, essentially. Um, 5,000 French people... Wait, to be clear, Ferdinand's the diplomat, right? Not the engineer? Yeah, he's okay. the diplomat. The engineer sticks around for a little bit longer. Okay. So 5,000 French people died while working on this project, and over 25,000 people died in the, over the eight years of the French era. So when they had the... When they were finishing up the railroad and until they, le they left um, the canal project, which we'll get to. Um, so now Philippe, who's still there, um, offered to sell the company to the U.S. in 1894 for $109 million. Uh, somehow, the U.S. negotiated down to $40 million. We're always magnificent hagglers of ill-gotten property. Magnificent. Yes. Oh, God, why did you do that to me? Because <laughs> I, cause you, you ruined that. that word for me. I know. Uh, fucking Cheeto. Oh, God, I zoomed in by accident. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, in 1904, the U.S. officially buys the equipment and infrastructure from the French for the canal. This brings us to the American era and, enter, and enters in a very famous play. D, have you ever heard of Theodore Roosevelt? My man, Teddy. He's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. He's a very big deal. I considered doing a mini episode on the Rough Riders because, well, why not? But uh, decided against it as it's it will more than likely come up in the fu in future episodes but uh spoiler but, they're so, not good guys important note i like teddy roosevelt even though he was a rampant racist he uh he's responsible for he was also like a very big conservationist i'm not overlooking his racism he was terrible but without him like he back in the day he created five national parks uh 51 bird sanctuaries that's tweet. right tweet tweet um, Any angry crows in there? And 150 national forests. Totaled 230 million acres of protected land. He basically made it so that we still have Yosemite 
And we, say, all that like stuff. Yellowstone? You can thank Teddy. Yeah. Yellowstone oh. is his, too. Yes. So if you like pretty trees and pretty mountains, you should thank them. Well, not thank him. Fuck him. But he's responsible for something. Yeah. Like, thank like, the position that he supports. Like all leaders in history. Some good things. Well, not all leaders. Let's take that back. But there are problematic things and there are good things he did. And yes. in terms of this, like he did do one good thing. Yeah, I mean, he did more than one good thing. I mean, thing. he was a rampant, like, he loved nature. This guy was, like, in nature all the time. I was going to say, like, like I said, eventually I might, he probably, he'll come up a lot, too, in future episodes that we do when we are in the U.S. Because l- he is involved in a lot of the uh, problematic parts of history as well as the good things. Hey, wasn't he, he, he had a lot to do with the Spanish-American War, didn't he? Or he was at the end of it. Uh, you're asking me this right I now. I looked at the wiki my this brain morning is and only, I remember it. My brain is only Panama Canal right Got now. It. I've been studying... <laughs> It's going to shift to the bubonic plague. Spoiler alert. Soon. Anyways. uh, So, Theodore Roosevelt was the 26th president of the United States and was in office from 1901 to 1909. This means that uh, when the U.S. was officially, officially obtains the asset of the canal, it was during his first term. Um, Keep in mind that this is after the Spanish-American War, which means... (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, we just talked you about You just that. shot me down asking um, that <laughs> question because you said you didn't know anything about it. Listen. I'm listening. Go ahead. Give me a good reason. Go ahead. I didn't I'm read waiting. far enough in my notes. You're not even a historian either, are you? This is all a lie. I mean, I'm not a, f- uh, a professional historian because I already made... I make no money in different professions. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways... Um, so this is after the Spanish-American War, like Danielle called it, which meant that the U.S. Has, ob- has obtained the Philippines and Puerto Rico. Um, they are just, and they just annexed Hawaii in 1880. I feel like those annex should be in air quotes right now, because, like, uh, it really just means we reneged on a deal. Yes, 100%. Uh, which we're going to go, there's going to be an episode on how the annexation of Hawaii is, because that was really fucking fucked up. Like, very fucked up to this day like people still talk about how they're like what the hell guys yeah it was just it's just but we just act like they're not there uh-huh and by we i just mean government government yep yep yeah it's it's them bad. lovely peeps uh-huh so anyways um oh, annexation is in the quotes later yeah yes. i just stole your thunder yes you did sorry it's okay it's okay we've we've had several years of living with each other i know what's happening some might say it's from birth. Mm. Most would. Um, anyways, so Teddy really wanted that canal in Panama. He's actually borderline obsessed with it. According to the Panama Canal website, uh, museum website, he is considered the father of the Panama Canal. Yeah, I'm going to just say he had a lot of children because he's also considered the father of national parks. And I imagine probably the father of bird, was it? Sanctuaries. Reservations. I thought they were sanctuaries. They might have been sanctuaries. I wrote reservations. Okay. Um, she's al- he's also, you know, the father of Eleanor. Was it Eleanor? What was his daughter's name? I think it was Eleanor as well. Wasn't Eleanor Roosevelt um, yeah. Franklin's yeah, wife? Yeah, I don't remember. That, and I don't know if they're even I related. don't know. Th- I know that Franklin is How do you is not know? Eleanor Roosevelt is a feminist icon. I know, but I, I know she's... your problem? What? Just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't what? care. I, d- I just know she's a feminist icon. And... And... End note. Maybe I'll cut that part. We should cut that part. I don't know how to cut things yet. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> like, play music over that part. 
<laughs> if we had ad sponsors, it would go right there. Um. Anyways, you should figure out how to cut stuff. I'm gonna figure it out. I got a course on this shit. Um. Now the main reason that I picked Danielle as a captive audience member for this episode, other than her intoxicating personality, she's giving me a weird look. No, I don't want any money. I know you're bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any money, I There's swear. There's nothing intoxicating <laughs> about me at all. <laughs> I'm quite boring, people. All right, so it was due to uh, Mortimer Brewster's brother, Teddy. Cousin? Was it a cousin or brother? I'm not going to lie to you. When you picked me for this, I was at a complete loss until you told me this part. I was like, why? And then you told me this, and I was like, I barely remember this. <laughs> I was reading through this, and I'm like, oh, Oh, I yeah. am slightly remembering <laughs> me that doing this. Oh yeah, I remember listening. Don't do this. drugs, kids. That's still a joke. <laughs> I was to say you don't even. Um. Anyways, so Mortimer Brewster and his brother, maybe cousin Teddy. You guys can correct me if you want, if you really care. Uh, Danielle was. Wait, did we even mention what movie? The, uh, it's we're getting up. there. No, right. You're reading ahead. Um, Danielle was the one. Well, who I'm clearly she- not reading ahead because I'm cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Danielle was the one who introduced me to the movie Arsenic and Old Lace. There it is, Danielle. There it is. Um, and now the movie's plot is really has nothing to do with the canal, except that Teddy Brewster believes he's Theodore Roosevelt. Um, and this is where I remembered this part. This little <laughs> bit here. This because upcoming. Every, t- every time he runs up the stairs, he yells, "Charge!" And uh, it's a the- it's a reference to Theodore's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be really loud. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, it was charged. Oh wait, up. I forgot to do the trumpet sound. <laughs> there we go. Um, do you want to redo the charge? No. You sure? Because they, they're the, gonna suffer. I'll do the trumpet. They're gonna suffer enough. <laughs> I'll do the trumpet. Heather, you can do the charge. They suffered enough. Let's move on. This whole thing is suffering. All right. World. The is life is life is suffering. It's suffering. Come on, Buddhist here. Um, we're not. Buddhists. We're not gonna go into that. <laughs> we're not Buddhists, everybody. Um. Anyways, it's a reference to Theodore Roosevelt's charge up San Juan Hill during the Spanish-American Which War. really, if you think about it, he's just shouting in order. But yeah. it's like some crazy, like, iconic he just, thing. He got famous for it. He also did it with the Rough Riders and stuff. Anyways, most interestingly, the main character, Mortimer, believes that Teddy is the one who killed somebody when he found a body. Spoiler alert. It was the sweet old lady ants. <laughs> um, they used a cup of elderberry wine spiked with arsenic and... Str- and str- hey, so due to some personal or technical difficulties, we are pausing right now. Um, we'll be back to this stuff shortly. Thanks. back i got it i figured it out Ooh. okay so all right like they I said, were talking about the the cup of wine right There's cyanide the, and whatnot yeah they or as i like to call it the devil's cocktail it's not actually called that yeah it's not what you call it but i like saying um, things i'm like actually gonna hold my mic like you are because the feedback's much better that way <laughs> um anyways so uh like I said, they, they poisoned people with a cup of elderberry wine spiked with arsenic, strychnine, and a pinch of cyanide. Their words, not mine. Um, so Teddy buries the bodies in the basement of the building 
after his aunts tell him that they died of yellow fever while building the Panama Canal. There it is. There's that <laughs> connection you've all been waiting there so long is. for. There it's just it it's is. not just a Teddy Roosevelt connection. Panama Canal is involved. Yes, indeedy. All right. So, obviously the Panama Canal part stuck with me because when I uh when I was coming up with episode ideas, I I didn't really give Danielle a choice. Uh, What's she hell? was going to do this one? Uh, I I don't I don't even know why you watched the movie in the first place. It was like some eighth grade class, like where it was basically like your required drama class. Like we had a mm. like the teacher was obviously like some kind of play actor, and she like brought in her actor friends to do stuff. But we also watched like movies and stuff. So we watched that like as a classical film, I guess. I don't know. It's the only time. I, it's the only thing I remember about it is I watched it in that class. I could say her name, but I'm really just not going to divulge her name. But I, I, I remember the teacher. I don't remember the name of class. I definitely didn't take this course, though. I think, yeah, you were in like, a, <laughs> I think you got an extra study hall or something like that. I don't remember. I don't even know. Anyways, uh, back to the father of the Panama Canal and his child. The Panama uh, Canal. Yeah, the Panama Canal. Anyways, uh, I say anyways a lot. You do. In the last opposite episode, I said it should be noted a lot. In this one, I'm saying anyways a lot. Okay. <laughs> furthermore I, I had to fight the urge to say try, that. try to replace it with furthermore yeah but then i'm just gonna say furthermore a lot yeah but then you switch it up every once in a while when you realize you're saying furthermore too much go back to anyways okay or anywho okay any uh, what <laughs> anywhere these are all suggestions you should be writing down <laughs> Um, we cannot really talk about the canal itself without mentioning that the U.S. had one of a hell one hell of a time getting the rights of the area from Colombia. Originally, the Secretary of State in 1902, John Hay, signed a treaty uh, with the Colombian Foreign Minister, Minister Tom Horan, Tomas Horan, sorry. However, Colombia's Congress rejected it as the financial terms were deemed unacceptable. I could not find the financial terms anywhere they were unacceptable heather yeah but you think they would at least write it down somebody find that for me anyways uh teddy <laughs> furthermore <laughs> i should keep a tally uh, we should already talk about making this into a drinking game probably should so teddy responded in the fashion that anyone from america um with an elementary education of u.s presidents wouldn't be surprised about at all um he sent some warships to panama and to cologne to uh support panamanian 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 independence freedom freedom usa right usa no we're the baddies remember oh yeah um but freedom freedom uh as everybody knows, this is not the first nor the last time the U.S. will support an independence movement. Cough, and it Columbia. Cough, <laughs> Iraq. <laughs> um, and it will also not be the last time they have ulterior motives. <laughs> so, uh, Panama became independent in November, on no- in November, on November 3rd of 1903, and immediately named our boy Philippe uh, as an envoy extraordinaire. Extraordinary. Extraordinaire? I think it would be extraordinary. I think that was a translation issue because maybe they translated wrong. This was from a Colo- from a Spanish thing that I just Google translated. Whoops! You should know better. Should I? No. Yeah, I take I take source material where I can get it. Um, and mi- he was also. Oh, I'm min- so excited for you to say this word, Minister of Philanthropy. No, 
philanthropic planet i have no idea how to say it is that because i was i was freaking baffled when you said philanthropy because i'm like there is no philanthropy i don't know um plenipotentiary it basically full of authority to um independently act so i think it's plenipotentiary you i think you're probably right who's good at english now it's the only language I'll take you the speak. wins where I can get it. Heather. It's the only language you speak. <laughs> Were you going to say C? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm <gonna> furthermore. <laughs> furthermore. Um, this led to a treaty uh, with the United... <laughs> My notes are so messed up. Are you really going to stop and say they're messed up because you didn't capitalize your ni- United States? No, it says United States. Oh, you're right. <laughs> See? Estados Unidos. <laughs> I do speak Spanish. <laughs> what up? United States. Uh, <laughs> so the treaty that was... Pr- uh, this led to the treaty with the United States that provided them with a 10-mile-wide strip of land for the canal, provi- uh, providing that they pay a one-time charge of $10 million to Panama and an annual pavement of... Two hundred fifty thousand. So which is that. ridiculous. Is it? Two hundred fifty thousand is like. Uh, I don't want to do math, but a lot less than. Like just going back to to what those people had to pay the initial time. They actually only paid. They had to pay. Where is it? 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 Uh, you go back because I have slides. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Money, 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 money. Infrastructure. This one. It might have been yeah. on the first page. No, that was the tickets. Oh, shit. I just think it's... It, it I just think blows it's my mind. Le- I think it's less than what the French paid. Yeah. For, like, land. For, like, a, a fucking country's own land. Yeah, but this is a... a they're, they're essentially taking advantage of a new country. Yeah. When have we ever so. done that? <laughs> All right, uh, I give up. Probably. Let's see. I'm, I'm abandoning this, this hill. I will not die on this hill. No. <laughs> Anyways... This was not... I did it again. <laughs> this was not popular with Panamanians. Panamanians, Panamanians. Panamaniacs. Panamanians, as they believed that it threatened their new sovereignty as a 10-mile-wide stretch of land. It's funny, it's kind of close what Danielle just said. Stri- splitting the newly independent company in... Company? Country. Yeah. In half, and was defended by the U.S. Army, and this would continue uh, to be a contentious diplomatic issue among, among Colombia and Panama and U.S. forces f- throughout the future. So uh, basically nobody, uh, the only people who liked it is the U.S. That's nothing new. Um, our man Teddy famously stated, I took the Isthmus. Isthmus? It's like they have, there's an it, there's an isthmus in your like nasal cap. It's just the center. Yeah. I the, a little strip in between. Yeah, the little strip in between. I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he stated that he took the isthmus, um, started the canal, and then left Congress not to debate the canal, but debate me. Which is really just a diplomatic way of saying, come at me, bro. <laughs> 100%. I think he was like the in- original. Oh, Congress hated that guy. I was about to say, between him and Andrew Jackson. I, 
They, he didn't listen to nobody. He no, took shit from nobody. Really, this is going to be really shitty for anybody who's not a U.S. listener because they're like, who the fuck are these people? Well, I mean, most people, I mean, not that. No, the only, I uh, I went to ID, the IT department and I mentioned Roosevelt and he immediately thought Franklin Delano Roosevelt because he's not from this country. So Roosevelt's not as famous outside of this country. I guess not. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Frank Teddy is. Franklin is very famous. Yeah. I mean, Franklin changed the world. Yes. But or changed well, the country. Yes. And so eventually led to change. No, I'm not going to make that. The, that's that way too a, wide of a statement. A I'm not statement. a historian. Anyways. Oh God. Don't start a drinking game. You will end up so fucked up. Furthermore, we are only forty some odd minutes in here. It's funny because in your actual outline, you put any who. Why are we avoiding any who? <laughs> I'm not sure. Just like any what and anywhere. <laughs> I'm here all night, people. I'm here all night. Tip your waitress. The act Fuck of that su- bitch. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tip me. Um, the act of supporting the independence of Panama was seen um, seen as many in the U.S. of a classic example of gunboat diplomacy, which pichu, I had pichu, introduced pichu. in the first episode. I think I mentioned this once before. I feel like it should be followed with yeehaw, pachu, pachu, pachu. But at the same with time, the it's a gunboat, too. too. And it's a gunboat, Danielle. Yeah, it's a gunboat. Get your shit together, Danielle. on the boat holding guns. Well, pichu, there pichu, are, pichu. but that's not the point. Um, okay. So, it, so... It's it's very speak softly and carry a big stick, right? And which the is, stick is a giant fucking gun. gun. Yes. But also, it helps when you ride a T Rex. I've seen historical documents of Teddy Roosevelt on a T Rex on the internet, which means it's true, right? Don't ruin no. this for me. I know T Rexes were gone. I'm just kidding. I may not be a historian, you know his, you know but I definitely read the Adults' Guides to Dinosaurs. It's on Audible. You should listen to it. It's a good. It's a good listen. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to point out, look at the sound meter every time we start laughing. <laughs> oh, we should turn our heads if we... Yeah, because it's recorded for both. Whoopsie. Um, I'll sorry, try. Guys. I'll, I'll make an effort, guys. This is the second episode, technically, so we're still working out the kinks. Really badly. Um, anyways, anywho. Technically, until 1939, Panama was a protectorate of the United States, which basically means that we watched over and didn't interfere until we thought it was within our Wait, best interest. Wasn't the other word? Oh, protectorate. Protectorate. Oh, I thought you said protector of the United States. I was like, wait a minute. What are the ones with the guns? Protectorate. Which is like, I think uh, Guam is considered yeah, a protectorate. Considered, you know, but they don't get statehood because like, we're awesome. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, oh, there's plenty of reasons why. I know, but this isn't a politics podcast. This isn't politics podcast. Not right now. As I stated before, in 1904, the U.S. brought all the French equipment. Bought, sorry, bought all the French equipment from the, their failed attempt to build a canal. Uh, they inherited a depleted French workforce, a bunch of buildings, some infrastructure and equipment, all in poor condition. Even the people they were. Not very healthy. Worse for wear, if you will. Yes, they've had better days. Um, Ismithian can- canal, the Ismithian Canal Commission, the ICC, was created to oversee construction and control the area. The ICC reported directly to the Secretary of War, William Howard Taft. You know, the guy who would eventually be president but didn't want to be. Um, so, I remember being told as a kid, uh, we're going to go on a little side mission. Uh, I remember being told as a kid when learning about presidents, always a nerd, I can still recite the pres- all the presidents up to Grant in order to this day. I mean, 
Grant, though, that's not that impressive. Let's be honest. Can you do it? No, but I'm not a historian. <laughs> um, uh, the only reason is because up until Grant, then we moved. We th- I did this in seventh grade. We moved. Oh, yeah. We got to Grant. <laughs> and then we moved. So Grant was as far as I got. All right. Um, so uh, I was told that Taft actually got stuck in a bathtub in the White House. Everybody's told this story. Like, this is, I think this might even be but like. You're, but that's surprisingly because I've gone to my other friends and they never heard the story. But, but it's like, it is a, it, w- it was propaganda, wasn't it? Like, you're getting there, probably. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, So, I was told that he got stuck in the bath. Uh, Since I am held accountable for all information on this podcast, I dug into the facts and sadly found out the funny tidbit was just a rumor, which actually kind of shattered me because you had known that it was a rumor. But honestly, I never looked into it because because you guys don't know this, but I, I do have a degree in history, but it's not U.S. history. I kind of bailed on U.S. history. (laughs) So, like, funny thing. I actually listened to something about it. I can't figure out what I listened to. I don't know if it was podcast, audiobook. I can't remember. But, like, as a rule, like, anybody who knows U.S. politics today, you think things are ugly now. They used to be really fucking ugly. They used to be so mean. Well, it started with with Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... uh, Like, somebody spread the rumor that he got... He was a big man. Not just somebody. Teddy fucking Roosevelt. Yeah, when he was an opponent. No, Uh, not when he was opponent. Altogether. They had this huge falling out. Teddy fucking hated Taft by the end. Because Taft didn't want to do all his ridiculous shit. He was the... He eventually... Okay, we're we're digressing from my notes, and there's important shit in the notes, but we are going to get back to this point that Teddy did not like Taft. Um, So... um, this fact was uh, a, a rumor. He did install an extra large bathtub into his house to accommodate his size. He was about over 350 pounds. But the rumor seems to be an example of dirty politics by our man Theodore. Um, Teddy. Uh, yeah, it's um, Taft never wanted to be president to begin with. Yeah. Like, he kind of went along with it because he was pushed by the politics of it and everything. Yeah. This man wanted to be the lead, the, what is it, Supreme Justice? Yeah. Yeah, he he only wanted to be in the Supreme Court. That's all he wanted, and somehow got he got wrangled into it. He eventually did become a Supreme Court justice in 1921, and he was he he stayed the Chief Justice until he died. Yes, which is how so he did get to where he wanted to. Yeah, Unfortunately, he, did, he had to he just had go, to go through through that fucking dog and pony show. Is that what that term is, dog and pony show? Sure. I don't know them. <laughs> I think it is dog and pony show. I, yeah, I think I got it right. Um. Anywho. Uh, they reported Furthermore. to Taft, who was pla- back to the canal. Uh, anywho is fine. I, it's anyways that I oh, kept saying. Oh, sorry. Oh, darn. I forgot your repetitive things. You think I would. Repetitive is learning. Hmm. Moving on. Uh, they reported to Taft, who, pla- who was placed in this position to avoid inefficiency and corruption that had apparently hindered the French prior. So apparently there was a lot of corruption and inefficiency. So they kind of studied what happened and what went wrong with the French and decided that this commission was going to be what they were going to do. And he was supposed to head it Um, in Maine. But later on, he doesn't do what uh, what Teddy wants. And he gets shipped off to Cuba to be a diplomat in Cuba. I think he actually was mayor or governor in Cuba. But this isn't about Taft. Maybe one day. Um, <laughs> Quite frankly, like he deserves like maybe 10, 15 minutes. I mean, he's interesting. He's an interesting he, he person. Pops up again later. All right. In May 1904, 
uh, John Finley Wallace, who was the general manager of the Illinois Central Railroad, was appointed as chief engineer of the Panama Canal Project as well, but he didn't last long. He resigned in June of 1905, so he lasted a little longer than a year, citing being overwhelmed by disease and dilapidated infrastructure and frustrated by the ICC process, which is bureaucracy at its finest. Red tape. Red tape has always been a problem. All the red tape. Always stopping people from doing stuff. The feedback on that is going to be lovely. Um, He was replaced by John Frank Stevens, who was a self-educated engineer, Back in those days, you could be a self-educated. I mean, you just had to have an understanding sure of knowledge. I'm pretty sure I remember a rant on last podcast on the left where they were talking about how you could just say, I'm a doctor now, after well, you figure something out. I mean, out. I guess not in the early... Not doc- mm, anyway. Maybe. Um, so he was a self-educated engineer and built the Great Northern Railroad, which ran from St. Paul, Minnesota to Seattle. So, I mean, I guess he's a good engineer. Um this was a decidable good, decidable good move, as in, as later in 1906, Stevens would go to Washington, D.C. and convince Roosevelt to construct a lock-style canal instead of the sea-level canal, which is what, what caused the French to fail in the first place. Because of that damn moon. Yep. Tides. Heather, tides. 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 I know. I know. I was trying to think of a good moon pun. I couldn't. I didn't. That's no moon. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, thank you. And there's our Star Wars reference. Um, Check that off that list. Yes, yes, yes. Every episode. Uh, He was not a member of the ICC and and bypassed them by going directly to Roosevelt and his administration, most things, which is probably why Roosevelt liked him. Boys got moxie. Uh, (laughs) You you really wanted to use that I wanted to say moxie. (laughs) Moxie's a great word. Love moxie. Um, One of probably like the early, one of my, actually, I don't think moxie was used till the 1920s, but I'm going to keep it in. Yeah. Like I have any control. Over I was about to say I I'm gonna already edit. But I do love the word chunk. moxie. There's a huge chunk that Boy's I always got edit. moxie. Moxie. Um, he was actually so Stevens was actually pretty smart. He stated by rebuild. He started by rebuilding the houses, cafeterias, hotels, water systems, repair shops, warehouses, and all other infrastructure which was dilapidated. He also ignited the recruitment effort for workers from the United States. He felt improved housing and accommodations would help to entice them by giving them um, giving off the impression of having a rel- of relative comfort and safety while working. What a lie. Uh, well, it was we'll get in the mini episode we'll talk about how it was considerably better for some than others. Um, he even had a chief sanitation officer who was actually appointed in 1904, Colonel William Gorgas. So Sanitation. Let's talk about sanitation a little yes, bit. So one of the big problems, you know, other than getting blown up in the Panama Canal, was disease, right? Mm. Specifically, yellow fever. Now, what is yellow fever, you ask? I'm glad you asked. You didn't ask. But um, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is yellow fever, Danielle? I pulled a figure it out yourself. I, I, um, I pulled anyway. a right there. <laughs> uh, so yellow fever is a mosquito-borne viral infection. Okay, it's caused by it causes internal bleeding. Causes internal bleeding, jaundice, which is when your skin turns yellow, um, and typically leads to death. Not typically, but can lead to death. Um, The main reason that yellow fever was a problem, and it started back when the French were still there, is because we did not understand what's called the etymological transmission of disease, which means by bugs, basically. Um, It in 
So the purveying belief among engineers and workers in the Panama Canal when it came to yellow fever was what's called the miasma theory, which just basically means there's bad air. So because of that theory that apparently also <laughs> translated to the doctors and nurses taking care of the people who are already sick in the hospital, they would open up the windows in the hospital to let new air in, also letting other mosquitoes in, who would feed on the sick and then go on their way and infect people outside. Hindsight so is 2020 in that. <laughs> when I was looking when I was looking at this thing and later on you'll list how many people died and how a lot of them were natives and it made me wonder well if they were natives wouldn't they have come into yellow fever contact with yellow fever earlier? They would have, but it would have been rare. The fact that there were so many people who contracted it and then it just spread because the people who got contracted it didn't know how to prevent it. Yeah. So they would keep the windows open so mosquitoes can come and go as they please. And then they had introduced potted plants in hospitals. Having worked in a hospital, I don't think there's a lot of potted plants around patient areas. I don't know if it's for this reason or just sanitation purposes. But potted plants instill this still water kind of thing. And most people, I don't know, maybe not most people, but mosquitoes, still water means they can breed from. Like they, that's where mosquitoes come from, basically. Um, so in discovering how to combat yellow fever, there was a guy, his name was Major Walter Reed. He discovered that the mosquito, a mosquito thing called, or a mosquito species called Aedes aegypti, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but um, was the vector to the virus of yellow fever. Vector means cause, basically. Um, he did this by, uh, and I'm quoting my, my source is uh, nationalbugweek.com. That's a thing. There's a national bug week. Comes out weekly? No, no, no. It's like a week where they celebrate bugs. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It's come back in 2020. I'll let you know. Um, going. But uh, he, he discovered it and basically built on a Cuban scientist named Carlos Finlay. His theory called the my- mosquito hypothesis, which is when we started realizing that bugs carry disease. Well, mosquitoes. So he figured this out. He figured out it was these damn mosquitoes through, and this is a quote from what I read, ethically questionable but simple experiments. You know. Aren't they all? You know, when science existed without ethics. But I mean, like. To like the now? We, uh, I wouldn't say science is almost one of the most ethical (laughs) fields out there now. I guess you're right, yeah. (laughs) But, um, so he took newly emerged mosquitoes allowed them to feed on the sick on sick patients then transfer them and this is in quotes because it said voluntarily which i'm like who's volunteering for this but voluntarily to his friends and co-workers they all survived and provided the enlightenment that that particular breed of mosquito is responsible thus leading to what gorgas did which included um minimizing the spread of the disease mm-hmm. which uh so it, the diseases that affected them was yellow fever was the main one. And there was malaria. But malaria is its less prevalent cousin. Yellow fever is more deadly than malaria. Um, malaria is still bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but he, they, and they wanted to reduce the spread of mosquitoes. So he came up with, uh, he, had, he had people call the mosquito brigades who would spray pesticides all over the place. It I did love work. the names of everything that they have. I just like anything that has brigade. We don't land. have cool names like that anymore. 
Don't you dare say Space Force again. That's the lamest name. I think who came up with it. Have I mentioned we're millennials? <laughs> um, anyways, so I'm not. I can't find a f- comfortable way to hold this microphone today, because um, the stand's not working for me, guys. Yeah, it caused a major accident earlier. <laughs> we're gonna try to cut that. We're, we're gonna we gotta figure out how to ha- cut. That. I have to figure out how to cut things. Nobody needs anyways, to hear that. Back <laughs> fucking work. fiasco. So after, thank you for that aside on yellow fever because i don't know those sort of things um so gorgas as she said implemented some measures to minipi- minimize the spread of disease the what was it called the mosquito brigade yeah they were called the mosquito brigade. the mosquito brigade was very active um and like she said they had just discovered that it was caused by mosquitoes um he received resistance from the icc and and when stevens when steven came he he backed gorgas up and um, was able to support the project. So he tried to do this before Stevens, but um, it wasn't until Stevens kind of didn't take any shit and just went around the ICC that he was able to get a backup because at the time, you got to remember that uh, the dude who came up with the mosquito theory was an American. And uh, us Americans don't like non-Americans. To be clear, he came up with the mosquito therapy for yellow fever the guy who came up with the mosquito hypothesis was a cuban scientist. yeah no that's what i mean he's the one who came up with it i'm talking about the cuban he's okay. the one who came up with it they were like eh, do we well really he came up so the he so just to clarify so that you don't get more corrections on this um carlos finlay was the cuban scientist he just he came up with the mosquito hypothesis in 1881 uh shortly afterward major Walter yeah. Reed built upon that with yeah, this no, particular I'm, thing I'm as an example. The things that Reed built off of, they didn't trust. So building off from Finlay, they were like, he's not American. Do we really want to trust him? I can't. Science. That's literally why I do it. But we don't have anything that says that, though. Like, I don't, I, not to say that there were. There's rampant I hate non-Americans at this time period. It's a strong theory. Well, wasn't it the ICC that was giving him a problem? Aren't those yeah, Panamanian? Run, no, the ICC is run by Taft. All Americans. right. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> it's like Taft, remember? That guy. I'm not a historian. No, you're not. But you are a scientist, and that really was helpful. I'm like I borderline scientist. I'm borderline scientist. <laughs> I, there's no... I'm sorry. Do you, you have a... It says BS, not BA, right? Yeah. There you go. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, extensive sanitation projects such as fumigation, the building, spraying insects, breeding areas, and mosquito nets were some of the measures implemented along with the mosquito brigade that I didn't know about before Danielle's little aside. Um, that kind of threw me off. I was like, really? You're welcome. There was a brigade? Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm thinking like fire brigades. Just <laughs> <laughs> were they as efficient as fire brigades back then? I mean, really, they just sprayed like, I think I read, I don't have it written down, but it was like a certain amount of like area around where they were building was just like doused in insecticides and stuff i'm sure that was great for the vegetation i mean it recovered i imagine but yeah no i mean nobody was eating that shit Mm-mm. anyway despite the measures approximately five thousand six hundred workers would d- die from the disease um and accidents during this the building oh this quick. was a very this is a very rough number historians believe it's much more now so also just to go back to his uh, what he did to to lower the chances of these, he also filled in a lot of stagnant water pools. So, like, just on 
on roads that aren't paved, like which are most roads down there and everything, there's going to be divots and they're going to fill with water because it's a wet climate. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just went in and filled up every one of those, just poured dirt so that they were level. Perfect. Anyway, that, I, I just remembered that part. So again, like I said, please note that most of these deaths were natives or West Indians that were brought over. Um, only about 350 deaths were white Americans. Despite this fact, Panama has sti- was still considered a white man's grave. That was they they rarely died, but it was the white man's grave. Um, um, this is where I would I I'm gonna mention next week's because we're gonna be releasing these weekly. It's gonna be a main episode, then a mini episode, a main episode, and a mini episode. Hopefully, if I figure this shit out. Um, so um. But the next mini episode is going to be on the silver people um, or the people who are transported from the islands in the Gulf to work on the canal and the railroad. They are important and deserve a spotlight, which we're going to record right after this. Yay! Yay. Um, Okay, back to the canal. There was a considerable setback in 1906 when Stephen suddenly resigned. Uh, They just can't keep helping nowadays, right? Back then. Nobody has loyalty. None can't really find um how soon after he had gotten the lock style approval that he resigned but obviously it was in the same year so it kind of got his main goal reached and then went peace i mean it was crucial for the building of the canal so yeah so i mean he did he did, he did what he needed he to did do good steven good job steven you did good um roosevelt was not happy with the setback and he appointed lieutenant colonel george washington gothels uh, 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 to chief engineer and gave him a virtual total authority over all administrative matters in the building of the canal. Um, he was a no-nonsense man and started by squashing a strike that had come up prior to his arrival and immediately added facilities to improve the quality of life. Um, he divided the engineer and excavating work into three divisions, which are pretty self-explanatory, the Atlantic, Central, and Pacific. Atlantic was responsible for the construction of a breakwater used to um, protect things that are anchored um, from a l- from longshore drift. Do you ha- do you have an aside about longshore drift, or can I continue? Because that Thank is you, I don't know what a longshore drift okay, is. Okay, that's all. a sciencey thing. So I wasn't sure if you were like I actually. Well, no, I it's not. It just means they drift away from shore, doesn't it? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. My sciencey knowledge is my sciencey things aren't aren't a tingling. That sounds okay. so wrong. Let's not <laughs> cut that. <laughs> the tingling. Um, the Pacific was responsible for breakwater on the Pacific side, and the Central was assigned to the daunting task of excavating the Calabra Cut. One of the greatest hinderets to the canal was the land itself. It was hilly and considered uh, consisted of tropical forests and swamps. The soil itself was made from a mixture of sand, clay, and stone, which, when it rained, became saturated. Um, Gothel's so saturated. So saturated. Uh, Gothel, <laughs> I don't know why I threw that one. <laughs> Gothel's began to focus his efforts on prog- the progress of the Calabra Cut. It's just so hard to say. Calabra Cut, meaning that clearing of the mountain range between Gamboa and Pedro Miguel. Those are the areas where the Calabra Cut is. Um, this is a nine-mile stretch. And this endeavor became a 24-hour-a-day project with approximately 6,000 men working at all, at all times. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, this is where we get the classic image of the dynamite explosion synonymous with the construction of the canal. <laughs> it, 
it was no- a notorious danger zone, and it and this is where a lot of the casualties were due to landslides as a result of explosions. Um, dynamite was invented in 1806. I mean, 1860 by Alfred Noble. Nobel. You know, Nobel. Sorry, he did the Nobel Prize. Peace Pride. Yeah, he created stuff. it because he actually felt bad about creating dynamite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Conscience, man. Um, and we hadn't perfected the art of blowing shit up yet. So uh, w- there were a few deaths as a result of premature explosions, and I use few as a very light term. There were lots of deaths from pre- premature explosions. Um, I found this one article in the New York Times um, in from December 3rd of 1908 with a long-ass headline that says, Explosion kills 10 on Panama Canal, others missing, and may be buried under tons of debris at Bas Abispo. 50 workmen injured. That's all in caps. I mean... Premature. But back in the day, like most people only read the title. Yeah. Oh, that's we still do that I today. Was like, back in the day, um, so. Anyways, the furthermore goes premature explosion of giant dynamite blast. Passenger train just passes out of the danger zone. Literally, the train went by and then it went. Lucky bastards. Right. Um, another article in the Los Angeles Herald, which was uh, from ten days later on the thirteenth of December in nineteen oh eight. State that uh, this is the same explosion, by the way. States the results was from premature discharge of gunpowder, which resulted in terrible carnage, where scores of laborers are missing. The explosion was set for 5 p.m., but one, uh, but once the passenger train passed by, the explosion occurred. the um, The article states that most of the victims were Spaniards. There were no Spaniards there. It was all just Spanish-speaking natives. Quick question: Is a score a measurable four score? Yeah, I believe it's like 20 years. So it would be 20 when he says several score. I don't think score is only... A score scores is a t- of laborers are missing. Like scores is just, in this sense, it's it, like yeah, it's lots like, of them. Yeah, like a, it's not a, quite a like shit ton, like, but it's a bunch. It's not a measure, it's not a unit of measurement. I like I know, I found out a fist is just another way of saying 100 soldiers. A fist. I did not know that. That was Wheel of Time. Ah. Hmm. Nerd. 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 You. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, there's no Spaniards here. These are Spanish-speaking <laughs> that natives. That being said, Wheel of Time is fiction, so that might not be even accurate. <laughs> yeah, it might not. Well, <laughs> mm. As I mentioned earlier, the death, the official number of deaths during the construction is exactly si- 5,609. However, historians now believe that that number is much higher, and the number does not include several hundreds, if not thousands, that were permanently injured. Despite... These massive casualties and bad press, the construction nevertheless continued. When Power and through. Oh, yeah. When all was said and done, on o- October 10th, 1913, Woodrow Wilson sent the signal from the United States by telegraph, which, um, sorry, by telegraph, which triggered an explosion that destroyed the Gamboa Dyke. This effectively connected the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. The official construction, however, was not complete until 1914. The first ship to officially pass through the canal was a cargo ship called the SS Ancon. Um, We are not going to go past the completion of the canal except for this. On September 7th, 1977, Jimmy Carter signed the Panama Canal Treaty and the Neutrality Treaty, which which promised to give control of the canal to the Panamanians in 2000. Which is like, you know, crazy since it's their land. Yeah, it, let's give you back what you already technically own. It's how we do. Imperialism is the devil, remember? 
Um, this did this did come to pass. Thankfully, we didn't kind of go. Yeah. Um, this did. Yeah, come we say a lot of things. Yeah, we do. <laughs> this did come to pass, and the canal remains one of the chief sor- chief sources of revenue for the nation of Panama because we still use it a lot. I mean, it's important. It is. So that's all we've got. That's all she wrote for the Panama Canal. We're just going to go over some main points here. This was a huge adventure venture that involved over 400 years, several different countries, and thousands of deaths. Uh, it cannot be overlooked that this was a huge bragging piece for the United States for decades. And you know how we like to puff up our chests. Um, they succeeded where the French had failed, and they brought democracy, quote-unquote, to Panama. Also, uh, it's important to note that uh, Taft did not, in fact, get stuck in a bathtub. I'm still upset that I was lied to for so long. Also, when you figured out... just like a quip, and no one forgets, like, because, like... Nobody really remembers Taft, but they remember the bathtub. But like then again, you also said not everybody learns that bit. Yeah. Which means they actually care about, you know, accuracy. What are you saying? Just saying you never got stuck in a bathtub, other. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm a little I'm still kind of upset because you're supposed to be my flesh and blood, my my sister, and you knew it was a lie and you never fucking said anything to me. I mean, that's what I'm angry about today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> way, way to put that one off on it's me. It's all your, your lack of fault. Your lack of knowledge is totally my fault. You Only know? when you know the converse. I mean, Heather, when is Taft going to come up in any of our conversations? I talk about him frequently. You're such a liar. No. <laughs> yeah, you, you, did everybody hear that pause? <laughs> that was the pause of lying. <laughs> I'm actually a good liar. Thank you very much. You know... You never really can believe someone who says, I'm actually a good ex. You never actually admit, especially when it's lying. Because even then you're bad at lying. True, true, true. Anyways, so other than that, also don't drink wine if it has a faint almond smell. Yes, almonds equal arsenic. arsenic. Yes. So um, Also, polyethylene glycol, super, super sweet. That's like antifreeze, causes crystals. Completely. So don't drink anything that smells like it shouldn't. That's... That's not fair. Yeah, kombucha smells bad. Yeah, it does. That's um, delicious, though. Kind of. Anywho, so after all of this, what is, what are your thoughts, Danielle? So, I mean, the Panama Canal is important. Like, we connected one side of the, one ocean to another, and it made trade ridiculously easier. Like, because otherwise, you to get to the other side, you had to go all the way up or all the way down. Never all the way up, always all the way down. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a theoretical thing. Thank you very much. Um, but you would have to go all the way around Central America or you have to take the train, you know, which the train like, you know, rob us. But no. Train rob us. So, I mean, it was really important. It's very unfortunate. The toll it took on the people. Um, it is good that like Panama is independent. It's not America's like it's not America. The Panamanians earned their independence. Yeah, it should be it should be noted that there was an independence movement in Panama before the U.S. helped. Yeah, it's almost like the the privateers we just helped fund it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, Which of is all the what we always do. I mean, of all the 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 fucked up things that happen in history, like this one's bad, but it's not like continually bad. Like it it's, was, it's fucked up if you're looking at it from the point of view today. Mm-hmm. In terms back of just then, it was ju- it, it back was then, and up until very recently, it's it's only been the last like twenty or so years that like oh Col- Christopher Columbus is a douche like to the mainstream. Well, like, yeah, native people have always thought that, but it's 
uh, well always knew that but it's a new thing in and and it's a new thing that historians are trying to push now i would also argue that like uh, any kind of i don't want to say innovation because that's a but like a lot of these projects involve death it's just that like people didn't realize that those deaths are of people that aren't white yeah which really just meant we were yeah we were just like targeting people and we were just like it was that idea of like lesser yeah and that's that's the part about this history that's sad like Mm -hmm. the numbers aren't accurate because the people that weren't white americans weren't worth recording or they were but not as meticulous exactly and it's like not worth their time and that's that's the part that's really ugly about this like the panama canal in the time it was built was built the best way it could be like dynamite was the only way dynamite had its drawbacks and stuff like that it was dangerous like and there were you know pyrotechnics and stuff like that weren't anything that's not the right word is it yeah exactly um but it it is also the cost of of innovation in a way but at the same time like it it's you wish it was less of a human cost yeah um like i mean that they were more recognized and i mean from it I, i appreciate the development in um I guess I'm not sure if I'm using this term correctly, but epidemiology. Um, is that the bugs? That's, no, that's, that's etymology. Um, epidemiology is like epidemics. Oh, okay. So, um, like being able to 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 isolate the 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 actual species of mosquito and have like like he wasn't just being like maybe it's this bug. He he actually took a newly emerged mosquito, which means it came out of the freaking water, and he tested it. He was able to Ta-da. prove. <laughs> I'm here. Um, but he he was able to like I I appreciate it from a scientific point of view. Um, because like you don't really get a lot of gimmies like that. We're like, look, this happened. Um, and I also from like looking back, it it also is also the the example of um like kind of old timey beliefs coming and clashing with science, like that idea of bad air. But miasma. then yeah, the miasma Wasn't thing that like an attack. From Naraku or something like. Are we really going into Inuyasha references? Really? That's always what I think when I hear. Yeah, that's how I learned the word. By the way, guys, <laughs> did not know what a miasma was until what? There was what, a eighth grade that we started watching. Oh shit! I was gonna do another Wheel of Time reference, but I'm not gonna do that. All right, but there was a miasma over the city. Inuyasha, you might as well go full nerd. Um, I don't remember the name of the city, so it's also I don't want to be shamed by anybody ah. who likes Wheel of Time. Um, but there was a miasma over a city that showed up in the first book and i fucking I'm, i don't want to call it book it's I mean. not shale ghoul because shale ghoul's like the big place i forgot the name of it <sighs> I'm so you could lie and i wouldn't know. i'm kind of upset about it i know it's gonna hit me on my drive home um get a text message just yelling at random words. I, 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 don't be ridiculous i can't spell that <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah like it was just the idea of like those old timey beliefs like you know your blood's poison you know um here, have some leeches. Yeah, in this case, the and the cocaine. air the air's bad, and their way to fix that is let the air out. And then, really, they were just increasing the spreading of yellow fever by that. Um, so it's really kind of cool to look back on it and be like, "Here's your your proof. Here's here's exactly why things happened." And I mean, like you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're looking at it from the future. So yeah. it's, it's obvious. It's always like be like, duh, but like mm-hmm. back in those days. Yeah, wasn't so I mean, It's good. It's just it's the it's the plague of history. You look back and you go, how did you guys miss it? And then you got to remember, like, there was no precedent. 
not only that, there's just the knowledge was different, yeah. you know? Like, the mosquito theory, 1881, that's a lot earlier than I actually thought it was. Or mosquito hypothesis. That was actually a lot earlier than I thought it was. Like, yeah. they didn't go into de- disease transmission until, like, early 1900s, I think. Don't quote me on that. I don't know that for I sure. I was say, this is, this is, that we're going to come into the, what if you find corrections for us, okay? Anywho. So, that's all for today's episode of Passionately Ugly History. Thank you, Danielle. For dealing with my probably justifiable rage. You're welcome. <laughs> As you have done for this many is, I was years. about to say, this is the story of my past uh, three plus decades. Yes, indeed. Indeed. You didn't need to tell them how old we were. That's why I said three plus. Ugh. Oh, you're right. That doesn't help. Yeah, it still says we're over 30. <laughs> I'm aged to perfection. It's fine wine. Um, so you guys can email us. Or at cheese. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to make sure we also know that cheese can be aged to perfection as well. Love cheese. Doesn't We're love also me, lactose but I love cheese. Intolerant, but we love cheese. But we love cheese. Cheese is great. Anyways, um, please email us at pu.historypodcast at gmail.com with their thoughts or corrections on this episode. Um, as I stated in the last episode, if this is a corrections, please put corrections in the subject line. Um, incite your sources. Um, any sort of correction without sources is just an opinion, in my in my opinion. I mean, like I if you don't have a source material, I can't double check and see what I got wrong. I like to be accurate, but it may have just been the points where we were like, I don't know. Yeah, but either way, I guess. Yeah, if it's if it's an I don't know, be like you can you can be like, yo, you guys said you didn't know. Um, also, don't if you don't like us, don't email me. I'll delete them. I don't really give a shit if you don't like me. Actually, I really want you to like me. Please like me. Us, us, all of us. It's, it could be you. I'm, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Danielle, you're part of this. You are going to be a regular guest. Don't see. You just lost a lot of people right there. <laughs> well, maybe they like you. The science is fun. It's not a lot of science. First off, second off, it's more science than episode one. Trust me. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> I Based mean, on your guess for episode one, I hundred percent believe Carrie. you. Care Bear. Oh, she's going to be so she's mad I did that. She's going to be so mad. She's going to be so mad. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Don't tell her about it I'm until it happens. Tell her. She's oh, going to be so yes. mad. She, she, she's going to be so mad. I get so many angry text messages. Anyways, just, uh, just as an aside, we are recording the first, like I said before, we we're fir- recording the first two full episodes and many episodes bef- b- prior to releasing any sort of episode. So if you had sent me any corrections for episode one and that many episode, uh, I won't be able to address them until episode three. Um, mostly because uh, full-time jobs, full-time jobs. I did. This is for fun guys. This is funsies. Um, I'm hoping we get the hang of this. I get the hang of this research and editing things along with said full-time job. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. We're She's going to have a crash course in it this time. Oh we had, yeah. We had a nice little technical fiasco. Oh yeah. Thank you, Danielle. I'm gonna blame the mic stand. <laughs> I'm staying really with gonna bring I'm like gonna I'm gonna blame the mic stand. Okay. Well, you haven't used it since. The um, moment. my casualty, it gives me a warrant to. Yes. I lost a soda, Heather. You lost a soda. <laughs> I lost a soda. <laughs> lost, and there were a few peanut casualties. Or peanuts. <laughs> but that's okay. We have so much. I peanuts. lost my soda, Heather. <laughs> we have so much peanuts. Yes. Um. Anywho, you uh, also we'd like to. F- Formally, formally thank. thank what we are going to call control alt delete slash our IT department. <laughs> he just yelled from outside the room. Um, he uh, he kind of saved our asses. 
because we could all not. technical jargon to the point that the mics didn't work. The mics did not work for a solid hour and a half until he figured it out. Um, so yeah, thank you. Control Alt Delete. Can we give him like a department. short? Like, can we just call him like CAD? CAD. We. Can I don't want to say Control Alt Delete every time. Oh, we can call him CAD. We'll figure out a nickname for him later. He's got so many. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the name that everybody addresses him by is technically a nickname. Yeah, but Anywho. it's also important to like hide his identity. Yes, like, definitely. He's an asset. He is. We don't. We do not want to share. I specifically do not want to share. Anywho, uh, you can follow. Furthermore, us. huh? Every time you say anywho or anyone, no, anywho is actually in the. I know, but time. I'm also part of the, in It's part of the. Furthermore, it's part of the exit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! Did I fuck that up? Yes. <laughs> My bad. Um. Anywho. Uh, you can follow us at on Instagram at pu underscore history podcast Pew. and on Facebook at passionately ugly history podcast, which is run by the lovely Carrie because we hate Facebook. In that right day, they you can watch, answer. They that. watch everything. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have a Twitter because Twitter makes me more angry than I already am. So you can fight and me. Twitter's just a cesspool of people uh, arguing and uh, saying bad things. All right. One last question, though. Are you mad that you didn't know any of this? You probably should be. <laughs>